0: The 2014 sinking of the Sewol Ferry in South Korea was one of the greatest maritime disasters in the country's history. The man behind the operation of the ferry was Yoo Byung On, a prominent businessman who co-founded the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea.
1: Yoo started the Evangelical Baptist Church, or EBC, in the 1960s with the goal of spreading the gospel around the world. As the church grew, So did his wealth, which exploded to epic proportions. Today, we'll tell you
0: about Yu's sinister mix of business and religion, and how it ultimately led to the ferry disaster that killed over 300 people.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. Every week, we're gonna cover your favorite cults, faith followers, and secret societies. We'll look at how some of the biggest secretive societies and cults have made their fortunes.
0: And how they've also managed to run in plain sight and permeate into your everyday life.
1: Today, we're gonna to tell you all about Yu Byung-On and the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea, or the EBC. We'll get into how the EBC coerced followers to supporting you's businesses and web of corruption that seemed to be without end. In addition to the
0: tragic sinking of the Sewol Ferry, we'll discuss a murder-suicide of over 30 members of a separate church in Korea that also had links to you. And just a heads up, in case it wasn't already incredibly obvious, some of the content in this episode might not be suitable for children.
1: All right, let's get into Yu's early life and the founding of the Evangelical Baptist Church. Yu Byung-Un was born in Japan in 1941. His parents were Korean, and the family moved back to South Korea when he was four years old. As a teen, Yu went to a Bible school founded by Western missionaries called the Good News Mission. Better than the Bad News Mission. I mean, yeah. In as far as naming things go, they were
0: like, let's not call it the Bad News Mission, but good news mission. Mm.
1: It's not the catchiest. No, but it's better than like in Ireland, all of the Magdalene laundries being called our sisters of mercy <laughs> or like Lady Charity <laughs> or something like that. At least it's a Up little me. bit on the news. Yeah. <laughs> After graduating high school around 1959, you married and had four children. He grew close to his father-in-law who was a pastor and eventually he studied under him too. In 1961, you began to quote... Live for the sake of the gospel. Uh Uh-oh. That's a red flag. (laughs) That is a red flag. I think I'd prefer someone saying they would live the word of the gospel rather than being like, I live the word of Deuteronomy or like one of the Old Testament books. They're all fire and brimstone. The New Testament's very like love thy neighbor.
0: Oh, I see. I don't have a nuanced enough understanding of this. So if someone were to say to me, I live for the sake of the gospel, I would assume that it was some sort of interesting person standing on a street corner yelling at me that i was going to hell
1: (laughs) i mean they do that now too but if they're true to the word of the four gospels i mean most of it doesn't make sense but the bits that do is just like just be nice and stuff
0: Mm -hmm. maybe i should start calling them out on this
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you some choice passages that you can shout at them please she said as if she remembers any of them he also, as well as loving the word of the gospel and living for the sake of it, apparently, he was an inventor and businessman, and he did so to support the spreading of the gospel all over the world, which is useful. Double oh. No, double
0: R-O. He's exporting it.
1: And this is triple R-O because all of that information came from www.god.com. <laughs> <laughs> Which Ooh. was a website founded by Use Evangelical Media Group. That must have been a pricey domain name. I was
0: going to say, you know, for all the scoffing we are doing and scoff we shall, he got god.com. Yeah, you can't really argue with that. What would be better than god.com? What do people Google? Porn.com. I don't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't want to search for it. No, but I assume there is a porn. I'm, I'm almost certain, yeah. It's probably owned by the Pornhub guy who owns all of the other porn.
0: Mm-hmm. Sex.com. All of the
1: pawns. All of the porns. That would be the only thing
0: better than God.com. All of the porns.com.
1: <laughs> and oh, the following year, you and his father in law founded the Evangelical Baptist Church, also known as the EBC.
0: The base of their new church was a sprawling complex about 50 miles south of the capital city of Seoul. You and his family lived on the church compound as well. So while church membership numbers from earlier years aren't exactly readily available, as of 2014, the church claimed to have as many as 200,000 members. Some experts believe, though, that this number was actually closer to 10,000. So that's quite a differential. Yes, 20 times difference there between the two of those. So choose which one you want to be. Yeah, I'm glad you did the maths
1: because I, my brain was just flailing.
0: <laughs> so going back a little bit to Hugh's childhood, interesting fact about him is that when he was a child, he actually had tuberculosis, which may have led him to be extremely focused on cleanliness. Mm. It would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. If I got TB, I would be even more obsessed with cleanliness, not with TB, <laughs> I am now. <laughs> he also preached that the way to achieve spiritual purity was by scrubbing the body and purifying one's bloodstream. I think
1: this guy might be your guy, you know. Maybe he is. He sounds, clean,
0: clean, clean. Sounds a little bit intense, but I do like a clean man. <laughs> First date, you got to look at their fingernails. Yeah, that's bad, isn't it? Fingernails and teeth, mm-hmm. like they're a horse. <laughs> Not that horses have fingernails, <laughs> but you got to have a little look. You've got so their, their fingernails. Mm, yes, you're quite right. Quite right. One of the most dominant features of Yu's Church, other than his obsession with cleanliness, of course, was the way that he combined his multiple business dealings with church members. This began with a line of health products, including a portable enema device which he sold to church members. So this is genius because what you're seeing here with you is that he builds his congregation and then he's like, now I have a pool of people to sell all my shit to. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean a portable enema device.
1: I feel like of all of the portable health devices, one yes. that scrapes out your poop from your actual butthole is not one I want in my house. If I'm going to do that, I would like it to happen off-premises in which I sleep. Yes. Don't enema where you sleep. <laughs> would you enema? Have you yes! enemies No, I never have. But my favorite Enema story, <laughs> of, of sure. which there are many. My cousin, who's my favorite person in the world, went out one night and she was either a regular at the bar or just spent so much money that they were like, you can have whatever you want. And they let her name a cocktail on the menu. And our grandma was going for an enema the next day, and she called it Muriel's enema. Oh my god. And it's still on the menu. That's hilarious. <laughs> Muriel doesn't know. That's hilarious. I feel like Muriel would appreciate it. She definitely would not. <laughs> Categorical no. <laughs> so beside his portable poop scraping machine, in 1976, you acquired a textile company, which was later renamed Semo. The company began producing toys and other items to be exported. Church members were encouraged to donate or invest their money in SEMO's various companies. And many members were also employed by SEMO in their factories. And what that means is if you fall out with a religion, you don't have a job or a place to live. Ding, 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 ding. A Korean pastor called you a cult leader and he said of him, quote, he is deified as a Moses or a Messiah among his followers and they give him money as he pleases. Which is pretty factual.
0: I love the idea that this guy like, thinks he's throwing shade at you and yeah. he's like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying what you're doing. Yeah, Which, in, to be fair, in Korea, that's razor sharp. Oh, mm. ouch. Yeah, not a very confrontational nation. Yu's various businesses also came into play when he recruited new church members. The child of a wealthy older woman in Seoul reported that members of the EBC had begun visiting her mum and offering her massages along with talks about church and salvation. To be fair... If for a free massage, all I had to do was listen to you talk about church. All right. See, I'm the opposite. If you're talking to me about Jesus, I don't want any physical contact (laughs) at all. In order to join the church, the woman was asked to purchase boxes of shark liver oil, which is probably the closest you can get to snake oil (laughs) (laughs) without it actually being snake oil. And these boxes reportedly cost the equivalent of $1,100 per box. I'd want to be growing wings for that kind of money. My God. Wow. And this poor lady also invested a large amount of money towards a planned community the church said they were developing. Oh, good. (laughs) Sounds legit. So after Yu's Semo Group filed for
0: bankruptcy in 1997, plans for the community were abandoned. And the woman, of course, lost all of the money that she had invested. Mm. In 1999, Yu said the following about the bankruptcy filing. Quote, I had thought, if you were CEO, it's like you're captain of a ship. You're bound together and share your fate with the ship until she goes down. But I realized, as the ship sank, there are people who can swim it through so well ahead of others and be saved.
1: Is he talking about himself? Uh, yeah, I might be. It's kind of like, what's that thing in Catch Me If You Can where there's two mice in a glass of milk and one of them drowns and one of them tries to get out so hard that he turns it into butter and he climbs out. Oh, yeah. It's like that. He's mm-hmm. like, I know that the honourable thing to do mm-hmm. is to go down with the ship, but psych, I can swim. Psych, I'm Michael Phelps, so uh, <laughs> you can't really ask me to do that. I'm the Korean Michael Phelps. <laughs> That's all that surf and turf. all that shark liver oil. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it does. Maybe it just turns you into Michael Phelps. For somebody bottle that, <laughs> apart from you.
0: Coming up, a former member of the EBC is found to be behind a murder-suicide that took the lives of at least 32 people.
1: get back into the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea and its reported link to a mass killing suicide in the 1980s. Park Soon-ja was a former member of Yu's Evangelical Baptist Church. She broke off from the EBC to start her own church called the Salvation sect which I imagine did not go down particularly well. The Salvation sect operated in a similar way to the EBC with sect members working in a furniture factory owned by Park. In 1987, police investigated this furniture factory and they also were investigating accusations that Park had swindled $8.7 million from more than 200 people, many of whom were followers of her church sect. Park's husband went to the factory to search for his wife and three children who'd gone missing and it was there that he found 32 bodies, including those of his wife and children. Most of the bodies were found bound and gagged, the result of an apparent murder-suicide. It was reported that rubber gloves and drug bottles were found near the dead bodies, which showed no signs of resistance. There were also notes left nearby that suggested the people were aware that they were about to die. During their investigation, police found multiple financial transactions between Park's Factory and you from the Evangelical Baptist Church, you denied any involvement in Park's group and despite investigating police found no evidence to contradict that claim apart from all of these financial transactions mm. I wouldn't say that's no evidence No I would say that is substantial
0: <laughs> evidence of something but who am I to argue
1: I mean you're not the Korean Michael Phelps for a start so no, I haven't got, got just, enough You go down with that oil. shit
0: So Yu, meanwhile, was continuing to run his multiple hugely successful businesses along with his church. He was also an avid nature photographer, which we'll come back to in a bit. I like it. He's clean. He's got his businesses. He's got hobbies. Yeah, he's got got some binoculars for spying. He's got his own thing going on, (laughs) which is what you need, ladies. So somewhere along the way, the church began referring to him with the nickname Ah, Hey which translates to little child.
1: I'm going to say that's not the best nickname. No, and also for an adult man, even the language in Korea is so constructed around people's ages. Like you greet people Mm. dependent on whether they're older or younger than you. Like the words are different. So it's very odd to swap that around culturally. Especially because elders are so revered. Like mm. in Korea, you're expected to not only give up your seats for elderly people, they queue up in front of you at the bus. And if you don't let, Ajima's like the word for like grandma, if you don't let a little Ajima pass you in the metro station in Seoul, she will elbow you out the way. <laughs> it's just like it's expected. Yeah, that like, yeah. If you're at the ticket machine, you just let mm-hmm. them go. So it's a very odd thing.
0: Mm, interesting. So in his ever-expanding web of businesses, there was Ahe Corp a paint manufacturing company, Aje Press France, and Ahay Press Inc. And in 2012, one of his companies actually rented part of the Versailles Palace and the Louvre in Paris for exhibitions of Aje, or use nature photography. Yikes. That's quite the business expense. (laughs) I love that he's, like, embezzling money from his business not to, like, Spend it on yachts, but to hire the Palace of Versailles to put his nature photography in so that he can feel
1: great about it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if it wasn't for all of the religious aspect, I'd be like, fucking go for it. You work hard. Yeah, yeah. He's like, look, I'm gonna fake it till I make it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Is that not what all art is? Probably. So go for it. (laughs) Almost definitely. (laughs) Get yours. Get yours, I hey. And just in case, Hannah, you were wondering, what's the going rate? for renting locations like this for Mm -hmm. your nature photography exhibition that nobody asked for. Renting this space cost you more than $1 million. When I say cost you $1 million, that needs to be corrected. What I mean is that money was donated by the family business.
1: Ah, I see. Like Prince Andrew settling uh-huh. with Virginia mm-hmm. with the Queen's personal income, mm-hmm. which is tax. Taxpayers' money. <laughs> it's exactly the, the same. Bin. So, okay. So, Let- who's really won? Nobody. Nobody. Andrew, actually. Mm-hmm. One million dollars is cheaper than I thought. I'll, I, mean, I will say that. That is For true. For the Palace of Versailles.
0: Just part Le of the Palais de Versailles. It was only part of the Versailles the, palace. The outhouse. The outhouse. <laughs> the dog kennel. <laughs> And he didn't stop there because, you know, you can't just invite people to a nature photography exhibition, even if it is in the Versailles Palace. You've got to give them something to listen to. You've got to set the scene with some music to set a vibe. And for this, you commissioned the British composer, Michael Nyman, to write a symphony in honour of the exhibition.
1: If you don't commission someone to write a symphony for my next birthday, Mm -hmm. we're going to fall out. I thought you were going to say, if you don't commission... You don't commission somebody to a symphony
0: for your exhibition. Are you even alive? Are you even an artist? Are you
1: even? I will call Michael Nyman. I don't want him. I want Benjamin Britten.
0: Benjamin Britten. (laughs) Who's that?
1: Oh, my God. I know. He's a very famous opera composer.
0: Okay. Just tell me these things. Okay. I'll sort it out.
1: (laughs) Don't expect... He also might be dead. I can't remember if he's still alive. (laughs) But even so, I want a symphony from beyond the grave. Fair. Got it.
0: So At one point, Yu's family
1: owned, or at least had stakes
0: in, 70 different companies spread across three continents. According to the New York Times, they owned $8 million worth of real estate in the United States, as well as an entire hilltop village
1: in France. I'm getting some real Kanye vibes here. Mm, Do you know what I mean? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yu's two sons were also businessmen. They had direct or indirect stakes in nine businesses, including a ferry operating business and a shipbuilding company. But safety rules were reportedly often ignored. A former crew member and church member recalled the company trying to load more than twice the limit of people allowed on the ferry. The passengers protested as the former crew member claimed that Yu watched from the pier. Yu's SEMO group were still running the Seoul Ferry in 1990, when a ship collision led to 13 people being killed. The company wasn't held liable in this accident. In 1991, Hugh's
0: web of businesses came under scrutiny once again. He was convicted of colluding with an employee to defraud members of his church out of 1.2 billion won, which was the equivalent of about $1.15 million at the time. The conviction was for using church members' tithes for his companies. He was sentenced to four years in prison, though Yu would continue to claim his innocence for years after. I mean, he's swimming. Mm. He's not sinking. No, He's fine, don't worry about it. He's got all that shark liver oil. A prosecutor in the case said that Yu's family, quote, mixed religion with business.
1: Nobody's ever done that before.
0: No, unheard of. Not once. And quote, management, key shareholders, and even internal auditors were all salvationists. So there was no system of check and control. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty classic cult behaviour.
1: Absolutely. It's like with Scientology and Fair Gaming. Mm -hmm. It makes complete sense to Scientologists to ruin that person's life. Because if they were saying something bad about Scientology, they are a bad person. So Mm. you just have to look and you'll find the skeletons in that cupboard. So like if your accountant believes that you are literally sent from God, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I can let that VAT invoice slip (laughs) because you are the (laughs) Messiah. Absolutely. And
0: I think the thing I enjoy with you the most, apart obviously he's doing some horrible shit but that he is taking
1: all the money and putting it into his own vanity projects Mm, yeah he's gonna release a country album definitely he's gonna like do some sort of fire festival he's gonna buy his way to nature photographer of the year oh yeah he's just gonna buy national geographic (laughs) and fill it with his pictures yeah exactly and then turn it (laughs) into some sort of north korean regime where it's just pictures that he's (laughs) taken Up next, Yu is released from prison and starts the Chonghejin Marine Company with tragic results. So let's get into the Sewol ferry incident and the aftermath for Yu and the Evangelical Baptist Church. A few years following his prison sentence in 1999, Yu founded the Jin Marine Company. Executive positions in the company were filled by, surprise, surprise, his close family and church members. And I think I've said this on this show before. Do you know what RuPaul, of RuPaul's Drag Race fame, do you know what his two rules for business are? One of them is don't hire your family. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Pay your taxes and keep your family <laughs> off the payroll. Those are the two rules. In 2012, the company acquired a ferry called the Saywall. The company added 240 cabins to the vessel, increasing the amount of people it could hold, also increasing the weight of the vessel by nearly 240 tons. Those are some heavy people. According to the company's audit report that year, safety training for the vessel apparently turned lax. Huh, turned lax? That yeah. makes it sound like at some point it wasn't. <laughs> at some point it was taught. <laughs> the company spent just $521 on crew training in 2013. By comparison, a competing operator spent 20 times that amount on crew training that same year.
0: I presume that that competing operator didn't think of the crew members as worthless nothings, I worthless mean, money bags.
1: Yes, exactly. Also, there are a lot of like obviously because Korea is a peninsula there's a lot of boats there's a lot of fishing you can get a boat from Seoul to Busan takes a long time but like you know how here like boats are very specific to parts of the country Mm -hmm. it's not they're everywhere so there would be a very saturated market to be competing in so undercutting on cost is probably in part because of that
0: Uh uh-huh and it helps when it's a cult
1: yeah yeah also also and you don't care yes (laughs) And on top of all of those worrying safety violations, there were also rumours of foul play with safety inspectors. The company reportedly wined and dined officials, presumably for their help in clearing the boat to sail.
0: I see, greasing the palms of power with that delicious shark liver oil. (laughs) So the Seol set sail on the 16th of April, 2014 loaded with 3,608 tons of cargo. That was over three times the maximum recommended weight of cargo for the ferry. A few weeks earlier, the captain had asked to repair steering gears on the ship, but those repairs had not yet happened at the time of the accident. So they're like, there's problems with the boat, Mm. and we have loaded it with three times more cargo by mass than we should have done. Sounds like it's going to go absolutely fine. Yeah. There were also 467 passengers on board that day. The majority of that number were actually high school students who were on a field trip.
1: I remember this. I think I got there in May. So I got there the month after this had happened. And the like picture I have in my head is like lots of girls in school uniforms. Oh,
0: that's just, it's so tragic.
1: And it's about to get worse
0: because what happened is in the middle of a yellow sea with strong currents, the ship took a sharp turn, causing it to tilt to one side dramatically. And then it began to sink. When rescue boats arrived, the Sewol's captain was among the initial people to escape the ferry. Again, not Mm. enough captains going down with their ship here. Over the course of two hours, the ferry capsized and sank, killing over 300 passengers in the process. It was one of the worst maritime disasters in South Korea's history.
1: The fallout from the tragedy was swift and far-spread. The captain who abandoned the ship was sentenced to 36 years for gross negligence. 13 other crew members were sentenced to jail for up to 20 years for charges of abandonment and violating maritime law. The Prime Minister of South Korea resigned 10 days after the incident, saying he took responsibility on behalf of the government for what happened. And then he was replaced by a dictator. Representatives of Yu's family have denied his direct involvement with the seawall. A later investigation found that although Yu wasn't the ferry company's CEO, he may have been involved with decision-making for the company. He also reportedly received a salary of $10,000 a month from that company. Hard to argue when you're getting $10,000 a month that you've got nothing to do with that company. Absolutely no involvement at all, no you, one of his sons and business associates, were banned from leaving the country while the investigation into the ferry sinking was underway, but you managed to disappear following the accident which prompted a massive manhunt. The bounty to find him started at $50,000 and it was later increased to $500,000. The president of Korea had this to say about you, and this is a quote: the byong On family, which is the root cause of this calamity, is inviting the ire of the people by flouting the law, rather than repenting before the people and helping reveal the truth. Meanwhile, the investigation into the Marine Company uncovered vast corruption, although the extent to which this directly contributed to the accident is up for debate. Yu's older son was sentenced to three years in prison for siphoning off $7.2 million from the company.
0: On June 12th, nearly two months following the sinking of the Sewol, Yu's body was found on a farm about 200 miles south of Seoul. Mm. Mm, Indeed. He was found dressed in expensive Italian clothing, lying face up in a plum orchard on the farm. It's quite the way to go. I would expect nothing less. No, I mean, it's not a terrible way to go. And it gets better because next to him was a bottle of shark liver oil and I'm not making that up. There was also, alongside the shark liver oil, a bottle of soju rice wine, a magnifying glass, and an extra shirt. How exactly you died remains a mystery.
1: What's the extent of your experience with soju?
0: Um, w- twice. Really? Mm, yeah. I'm not a big fan of soju or sake. I know they're not the same thing, but mm. those kind of... Racist. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no.
1: (laughs) My friend Sejin brought me some from Korea when she came over, and I was like, I don't want this. No. But in
0: Korea, you get used to it. It's just not very nice. I'm sorry, It's just like, if
1: you've never had it, it's like vodka, but it goes down a lot easier. But in working in Korea, you have to because it's very rude not to drink it.
0: Oh, I see. So
1: you're... This is what I was saying about like age stuff is so like culturally important. So soju specifically is very like ritualistic in the way it's served. Mm-hmm. So your superior or your elder has to pour it for you. You can't pour it yourself. Nobody can pour their own soju, it's incredibly rude. Uh-huh. And if your boss pours you soju, uh-huh. you have to drink it. Uh-huh. You can't say no. Uh-huh. Um, It's like culturally extremely rude. I see. And then this is my travel tip for Korea. If you go to Korea, find a 7-Eleven, and sit on the plastic chairs outside and drink KGB, which is essentially Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> <laughs> and then little old Korean men will come and sit next to you. And they're not there to bother you. They just want you to pour their soju for them. Oh, yeah, That's Because they're cute. not allowed to do it themselves.
0: I had soju in that Korean restaurant called Kimchi.
1: Oh, boo. I oh, know. that's No. Nah. But it was, like, imported. It was, Oh, like, I'm sure it was the yeah, real thing, yeah. But I was just like, No. Nah. No, thanks. I'm fine. But it fucks you up. I'll have a Coke. Please. Absolutely horrendous hangovers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe he died by soju. It's happened many times. Maybe time. he did. Because yeah, I don't think we can solve here the mystery
0: of what happened to you in his final moments. But I do kind of feel like the way he was dressed, where he was found, the weird things that were with him, it's like he knew he was going to die. But why was there a magnifying glass? I don't know.
1: I kind of think, because in my head, he is just Korean Kanye. So <laughs> I think. If and when Kanye dies, if he's not in fact the messiah, uh-huh. he will do it in such an elaborate way that everyone will just be like asking questions. I thought you were going to be like, he will also be found in a plum orchard face up wearing a very expensive designer Italian
0: suit surrounded by bottles of soju. Tell me and I'm wrong. <laughs> for
1: royal. Tell
0: me I'm we wrong. We called it here first.
1: Imagine if that happens. <laughs>
0: imagine
1: <laughs> my status as a psychic will be cemented forever absolutely
0: absolutely I think so, he's just
1: doing it to get people thinking
0: yeah they get people thinking I just want people thinking like with my nature photography I just want you to think yeah I just want you to think about it so yeah that is the case of the Evangelical Baptist Church of Korea and the shark liver oil there you go guys yeah,
1: there's a Korean supermarket around the corner we're gonna go and get some soju and get fucked up Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. And we'll be back next week with another great episode. And remember to follow Sinister Societies on Spotify to get a brand new episode every week. You can listen to this and all other episodes of Sinister Societies for free exclusively on Spotify.
0: And we just want to give a shout out to the sources that we used in this episode. We referenced the reporting of the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Korean Herald, Korean Jun Ang Daily, the Sydney Morning Herald, Time and reuters
1: and if you like this show make sure you follow at podcast on facebook and instagram and at Parcast network on the twitter
0: and if you like us and you want to hear us talk about some more true crime well then you my friend are in luck because you can head on over to anywhere you listen to your podcast and search Red Handed, which is a weekly true crime podcast that Hannah and I do. It's kind of like this, but a bit more murdery. Hannah, what is a Korean case we've covered on Red Handed? Because I,
1: I was trying to think as we were saying this, and it's... We, well, we've got one coming up. Oh, we do. We're going to be covering the assassination of King Jong-nam, we, who... Oh was supposed to be mm-hmm. the leader he's absolutely he's the eldest one yes. but his mum fell out of favour
0: mm, and then he went to Disneyland and then he got murdered yes yeah he did So that might, simple as that that might already be out by the time you're listening to this if it is then come on over and check out Red Handed and follow us on all the social medias at Red Handed, the pod and we'll see you next time
1: see you then bye Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo, Gemma Waters, and Tracy Levy. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. Research by Chelsea Wood and fact-checking by Laurie Siegel. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire
0: and Saruti Bala.